With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Education for underprivileged children. All right, uh, your brother Daniel's on the line now. He's going to conduct this interview. So go right ahead, you two. Uh, I'm going to keep back and relax. I'm going to enjoy this interview. All right. All right. They call him Mr. Dynamite. The music world anointed him the soul brother number one. They labeled him the hardest working man in the show business. He is credited to have invented what we call funk music. And some of the songs are some of the most sampled tunes in rap and hip-hop music. But in his later years, he reigned as the godfather of soul. So today we got an interview. And America, I want you to listen to these words this man has to say today. America, the next voice you hear will be of Mr. Kevin Jones. The brother of the late 
great. James Brown. All right, let's go. Good morning, Mr. Well, Jones. How well, are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm happy to be on your show. Uh, there's a lot of things about my brother James that uh, America never really knew, you know, because uh, it was uh, a family thing that was kept secret. But uh, he, uh, we respect what, what what he became. He became Mr. Dynamite, our father's soul, soul brother number one. He led the way yeah. in the civil rights movements. It wasn't my brother James, America would have burned down when Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. So yeah. uh, so now it's time, you know, for him uh, to get his federal justice on what South Carolina's justice system has done to him, violated federal laws and his civil rights, and depriving him 12 years of his college education for underprivileged children, stealing more than $30 million from his college education underprivileged children, unless we claim legal fees, but the problem they done was they didn't give him his, his right to due process, and they refused to probate his estate. So this is one of my reasons okay, why. Now, now Mr. Jones, uh, can you kind of go into a lot of a little detail about what you're talking about now? Basically, what we're saying, okay. we're saying that Jane Brown has been denied his federal rights. His family right. or his family members that's involved, right? His mm-hmm. family members, his family members contested the father's will because they were not happy because he already summoned them, summoned him to his home and explained to him what you see in this house is yours. I'm leaving the household items, the cars and jewelry, and I will not leave you on no money because you're not going to ride my back. Mm. That's what he told him. So they went so in detail. You saying that James Brown disinherited a lot of people, right? Well, he, he well he left his children. He didn't so disinherit means you get nothing, but he left them the household items, cars, and jewelry. So they weren't happy. So they attacked, and they contested his will. Used to help Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton is very much involved in this, and he just basically put a dagger in my brother James's back as soon as he got in his coffin. For a man to claim that James was a father, a father figure, and his mentor, why would you do that to him? So uh, there's a lot of things about Al Sharpton I won't get into on the radio, but he's not a man of God. I call him a man of Satan. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and so his day is coming. You know, but he'll have to face uh, federal laws, uh, civil rights violations as well. It's like this, brother. It's like three people in the bank robbing the bank, and you got somebody outside. But the three people in the bank, they get caught. So the person outside is just as guilty than than, than the people inside. So Al Sharpton, he's very much aware I'm coming after him. But the idea is my brother James left all his money to help college for underprivileged children, and they denied him, deprived him. Again, they refused to probate the state. And and one thing they did is they violated the Constitution of the United States on the 14th Amendment. They didn't give us due process. So uh, so uh, I, I just don't get that. So, But this is one of the reasons why the, the truth that came out about my brother James, the fight to save his legacy. This is what it's all about. It was not about the money because James already stated in his will. Anybody coming to be, claiming to be heirs of mine, I have left you out 
not by accidentally, but intentionally. I mean, so basically, she's telling you, well, unless you know, I'm, I'm not mad with that's his money. I mean, he made it. I didn't make it. But he had the right to choose to do what he wanted with his money, and nobody can take that away. And what James's children did at Al Shop in the South Carolina justice system done to my brother James, it goes against what Martin Luther King Jr. stood for. Remember, Martin Luther King Jr., he stood for civil rights, equal rights for blacks in the South. And this is what he laid his life down. So now I have to pick up and fight for my brother James to get everything restored, which is going to happen, you know. Uh, and, uh, and the sad part about it, the, uh, the federal justice system, under President Barack Hussein Obama, they failed to protect my brother James. So I hate to say this, but it's true. They're all corrupt. I, have, I gotta agree with Donald Trump. They're all corrupt. I had a black chief judge named Margaret B. Seymour had given them immunity. But come to find out, she was a corrupt judge and she was involved with many other things with the Attorney General, who's now Governor Henry McMaster. So she was quietly deleted. So now I depend on President Donald Trump to bring my brother James with fellow justice and bring all parties to face fellow justice and prosecution. Mm. Okay, now so, let's uh, go in a little bit more. Let's go in a little bit more, uh, uh, you know, information about Mr. Dynamite. You know, like uh, James Brown was one of the uh, influences in my life. You know, when I first started out playing music, uh, I remember when I was a little boy, you know, I used to go to his concerts, man, and he, uh, he, he had uh, 99 cents for people to come in. Man, I never knew anybody wanting to charge 99 cents just to get in a concert to see somebody. But right now, man, you almost play close to 100 bucks, man, to see somebody. $100. <laughs> You're right, $100. Yeah, you know, Ray Charles got, man, he was going on his farewell tour, man. He was charging $150, man, you know. So, uh, you know, um, he was just uh, like like I said in the in the bill billing. You know, he was a uh, he was a basically he was an innovator. He was a uh, uh, more like the hardest working man. You know, he uh, like uh, um. I know you don't too much like to talk about this, Mister Jones. You know, we know about this movie, so we're not gonna right. go into detail with this because I know it kind of upset you. So, uh, you know. Uh, I, it doesn't upset me. I just laugh at it because the movie is bogus. That's all. It's a bogus movie. Mm-hmm. Throw it together to make money, which it, it, it flopped at the box office. Even the soundtrack okay, flopped. Uh huh. The, the soundtrack. When, when you say when you say some uh 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 now like I saw some parts in the movie where you say like he was a uh, like everybody. I know I'm a perfectionist. I like to practice. And they said uh, yeah. James Brown was finding his his uh, band members for every little thing they did, uh, and, uh, and sometimes you thought he reporting that, then the only he reporting that twenty dollars, twenty dollars right. right there. But all the time, right. this is the, you know like uh, you know I had a I had a band teacher when I was growing up, and man, he used to pop the whoop at us, but it made yeah. us better and then it made us good. And, you yeah. know, we had one of the best bands in the city of Dallas. Right, that was tough, though. I mean, he, he yeah, was fine. Look at anything. You know, everything you want to work for, you got to work hard Now, let's keep yeah. this in mind. Now, my brother James made a lot of careers. Bootsy Collins, Fred Wesley, Maceo, mm-hmm. he a lot of people. He, he lost a lot of careers in the music business, and he had a lot of 
You said uh, you said an influence on a lot of people. Michael Jackson idolized my brother James. Mm-hmm. He was an mm-hmm. idol and uh, MC Hammer. You know, influence. You know, and he was influenced. And also, uh, 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 what's that group in New York? Uh, Full Force was in Full Force. He was kind of like he was one of the most sampled. A lot of these rap songs, when I first started listening, you know, they sampled a lot of James Brown rhythms, a lot of James Brown, you know, riffs. And so in the wrong form, you look at him, he's an innovator. He's right. uh, he was like a, uh, and I say I take it like he said in the movie. Major uh, kind of denying, but Bobby Bird said the man's a genius. Right, he was a genius. genius. Yeah. I never now, knew. Uh, it. I had to look back at that stuff and studied it. Right. You know, they said he played the guitar, he played the bass, he played the organ. You know, he played the drums. It was multi-talented. 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 And, uh, now. I was well, looking I at uh, the other day. I was looking at uh, you know, like uh, some of these. Uh, he and he was a dresser. <laughs> yeah, he was a dresser. You know, right. he even dresses. So, you know, and you, right. you talk about your brother, right. man. Uh, you know, his hairstyles and stuff like right. that. You know, yeah. I remember when they had this song that came on called "Say It Loud." I'm black and I'm proud. And I yes, used to look and I said, "Yeah, he got an afro now, man." <laughs> you know, I, you know, you know, I was right. looking at this song. Move about the temptations and everything, how they would sit in this chair and they would get these, uh, yeah. they call them a conk back in the day. Yeah. And I don't, you know, it's a process. And yeah. it takes a whole lot of pain in order to do that because that stuff, when they put it in your heart, it burns. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. when you are, uh, basically, you know, when you, like you say, you you proud, and most black people back in the day, the main thing we were kind of ashamed of was our hair, you know, you know. And so we grow the afro. Everybody in America had afros and beards and bell bell pants. Yeah, that started the uh, civil rights movement. The afro, the black power. Now Mm -hmm. I'm going to remind you too. Now, now my brother James has a lot of recordings that's unreleased, and uh, one day uh, I'll I'll obtain them and I will release them for the public. It's got a lot of unreleased masters out there. There's a few out there, without my understanding. He recorded, he recorded, but he, but he never released it. And uh, maybe America's, you know, should get a, uh, his final, you know, his songs that he had. That's that's in the process, anyway. And like again, there's a real movie called James Brown: The, the Truth Untold Story. So you say the it's truth untold story, huh? True untold story. That's what it is. Because mm-hmm. a lot of stuff, my brother's autobiographies he wrote, which is half true, you know, and half false. You know, a lot of stuff, you know, he left a lot of things that were not true. So, you know, but... Okay, uh, so, uh, Mr. Jones, uh, I want you to, basically, I want you to give uh, your email address. Okay. And I want you to be able to, to post this information that you want to show America on your site. And all the people in the listening Flag log, bylaw today, where everybody listens to the sound of my voice, I want them to search Brother Jones' website and let him inform you what he wants to tell you. Because, right. number one, he has a lot of things to say today. 
that basically we cannot, you know, go into details right. to say, you know, right. but I want, you know, you want to, we want him to be informed, and I want, basically, we want you to be happy and satisfied with what's going on because as we were talking to, uh, we were talking about all this week about anger. Anger, right. anger, anger seems to be a lot of part of uh, everybody's situation because things that happen in our life, it seems to affect people when they get older. Because, you know, I'm a man of God, and Brother Lewis, Brother Lewis, you still there? Brother Lewis. I don't think he's going to try doing something right now. But, but as far as anger... You know, you have to be able to control your uh, emotions and, and, and your thought process because what you do today seems to, you know, tomorrow, yesterday seems to affect you today. Right, and, right. And how, right. And, and how you treat people in the past are uh, some of the same people you have to uh, uh, ask for your forgiveness, you know, even when you, even when you leave this world. That's one of the right, things right. Jesus told us to do. We ask your brother to forgive him. Forgive me. You know? You know, like uh, you said he was, you know, you know, kind of, we call it raw. You know, he's kind of raw about a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? You know, I go to work sometimes, man, I'd be kind of upset for what I done have to me. They go off and take out things on other people. A lot of situations right. was yeah. happening on the world out there. You see today. Some people are just angry and mad at what thing you got today. You got people today that are angry at the situation what's going on in politics. Right. Right. Well, 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 let me stop you real quick. See, my brother James, you know, a lot of people didn't understand that uh, he, he was always angry all the time. They didn't know why. He was always angry. And, and people could always say, well, Mr. Brown, what's wrong with you? He never explained it. And the reason why he was angry because he had brothers and sisters that, he wanted to reach out and touch, but didn't know how to do it. And plus, he was too angry with his mother, you know, about the situation with his mother, abandoned him, mm-hmm. and, and he hadn't seen her in 20 years. Now, she learned oh, the truth. Man. She learned the truth when he started doing Apollo, and uh, she came to see him. You know, there's more to the story, but I'll just brief it. And then she sat down and told the truth why and why she left him, because he asked her, Mama, why'd you leave me to see 20 years? And she explained to him, and and she told him that, you know, he, he has other brothers and sisters. The other part, I, I won't get into it because that's part of the movie. I, I, I wouldn't want to disclose that. So, but that's mm-hmm. why I was telling yeah. you. Now, I have a Facebook page, and it's public, and it's seen all through America, and in 25 different countries. Mm-hmm. My Facebook yeah. is actually famous down in Africa. Because Africa loved James. You know why? Because he went over there. And uh, and he uh, he uh, performed for Muhammad Ali when they did Rumble in the Jungle in Zaire. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I believe this. Uh, uh, I think uh, he went over there with Ali and in the right, Ali, and right, and, yeah. right, yeah. right. That was the fight. So James was the uh, he uh, entertained him before the fight. So he that's uh-huh. why uh, so that he entertained him. And, I, I have that old. I have oh. that old video where he, where he went over there entertained, and that's when they fought. So Africa really loves him, and it really uh, and uh, there's a lot of people that knew my brother from that's from Japan, 
uh, they love jams in Japan and have another friend of mine on Facebook. He's a Brazilian radio host, and he says Brazil loves jams. He used to go and perform over there. So he's loved around mm-hmm. the world. Really loved it. But I'm going to say this real quick, because I know America, CNN had put something out about my brother James being murdered. So I want to get this out here. I'm going to stress this. If my brother James was murdered sooner or later, I'll, when I go to federal court for federal justice, I would ask for his body to get exhumed to find out is it true? Was he murdered? Because CNN had put a story out that people are coming forward and saying my brother James was murdered. So uh, mm-hmm. I can't say that. I have to go through the system by getting another autopsy done to find out the truth. And if he was mm-hmm. murdered in the hospital that he was murdered in in Georgia, they have to ask a lot of questions because they mm-hmm. were charging his custody. So I'm going to leave it like that. But as far as anything like that, you know, my brother James was a legend, a memory, and uh, he, he will never be forgotten. Never be forgotten. He, he, this is why he's the one that started the funk music. It was him. Everybody followed through. Everybody came through on mm-hmm. that. So uh, I won't stress that. So, uh, so there's a lot of things uh, that, that you know, in the future that's going to happen for James. Uh, his college education for underprivileged children will be restored. And I will make sure that children go to college. On that month, we'll make sure. Because there's a legacy, there's a life, and, and, and it must be safe. And this is why I depend on Donald Trump now to do this and his new Federal Justice Administration to go back and give my brother James his Federal Justice. Go back and make sure. Uh, these people are prosecuted for what they've done to my brother James and be sure that they uh, face federal charges and civil rights charges. The civil part is my issue. So uh, I'm just glad that uh, America gets a chance to really find out the real truth about my brother James, and uh, I'm just sorry for my brother's children for what they've done to him. You know, they should never did that to their father. Now, I'm going to stretch this again. I'm going to say this. Three of them children are not really my brother James' children. Daryl, Yama, Daryl, Yama, and Larry Brown are not my brother James' children. He just raised them up as his own and called them his own. Mm-hmm. And my brother James had a vasectomy back in uh, 1881 that he cannot have any children. And plus he had prostate cancer. So Tommy Ray's her son is not my brother James's son. As a matter of fact, uh, my brother James had left her out his will and him, the boy, out his will. He left them both out. So, uh, so, and, uh, so what happened was, in order for them to change my brother James's will, my brother James, his children, and the ones not his, had to accept, accept Tommy Ray Jaime as a legal wife in order to, and they did that for the money. But, the, but, but see, but the uh, thing about it is, it backfired. They didn't get no money out of the deal. Now, after they stole 30, 30, over $30 million from my brother James, my bro, those, they never got a, a dime out of it, and the South Carolina justice system was laughing at them now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Tommy, hey, hey, Mr. Jones here. Uh, 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 Mr. Jones, uh, that's a great information. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I wanted to just change the story out a little bit. because It's good to know these things, but I tell you what, once you post some of that on your website, Brother Dan, you're doing a great job. Right, right, right. I mean, it, 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 it is. Oh, oh, right, oh, oh, right, oh, right. All that is. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Okay. Oh, that is on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, I tell you what, then, what we like to do now, uh, the phone line is opening up there. A lot of people are texting up. Right. Somebody wants to know one of the, one of the uh, fond, fondest memories that you had of your brother when uh, 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 that you can recall, whether you were with him or not. Some things that kind of made you smile because you really, you know, because James Brown is an, he was an icon, a living legend. And some of the things right, that you right. like, huh? You know, that, that shows right. the family trait. Right. Do you have any fun memories of him that shows a family trait or something that say, huh? Yeah, well, the uh, the uh, dancing part on the stage, uh, you know, that was in my family. Everybody didn't know how to do that. You know, the, the dancing part. <laughs> and, you know, I, I used to be able to do it, too. I can't do it now, but I, I used to be able to do what he did. Because it runs in our family. Show business, it runs in my family. So, uh, and, 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 and the fondest memories that I got of uh, my brother James is, uh, is when uh, he uh, when uh, he was doing the Apollo Theater, and uh, and he was he was he was a star attraction, you know. The Apollo Theater. I mean, don't get me wrong. Everybody went to the Apollo Theater. Wilson Pickett, Eisenberg, everybody back then. But Jerry was a star of the Apollo Theater and the famous Flames. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. I, don't, <laughs> you know I, I was thinking about that because you know, as you were saying that everybody in your family could dance, and sometimes as you being a, a a family member, and that's you know, you that's known in your family, you kind of like okay, and everybody else is fascinated by how you dance, but that's something that you all are uh, able to do. And you said we don't see a big thing out of it, but it's good to get that recognition. So as as really out, one of our uh, 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 listening audience, they kind of takes that in there. And you too could uh, join the conversation by calling number 310-982-4126, or you could text us at uh, Facebook, forward slash, uh, free on the inside, look at us, and we'll relay that information out to Mr. Jones. And also, Mr. Jones, what is one of your favorite James Brown records? What is one of his records? Papa Don't Take No Mess. Papa Don't Take No Mess. <laughs> that that speaks volumes, doesn't it? Now, now what's the genesis behind that? Now, when you when you hear Papa don't take no mess, now what does that make you think uh, regarding your your relationship with James Brown legacy? Well, 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 we'll see. Well, well, well see when I, when he says Papa don't take no mess, that means that uh, he said he said Papa might have drank, but he didn't do the hollow cussing. He didn't do the, but he James said, but he but he whipped the hell out of us. <laughs> I had a <laughs> so you know, so I like the song "Papa Don't Take the Mess," and 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 and, and my second song, of my brother James, which is, we all know is "Say It Loud, I'm Black and I'm Proud." That was a civil rights movement thing song. "Say It Loud, Black and I'm Proud," and yeah, it also on on the foot and on the foot. Yeah, because you said something while ago. Uh, uh, Mr. Jones, you said something a while ago regarding the civil rights movement, and we know that uh, through the writings and the archives section, it said that when Martin Luther King was assassinated, James Brown was uh, on the verge of giving a concert. Uh, then they said they wanted to cancel that concert, but he went on and done it anyway. Could you give us some insight on some of that? Well, here's the deal on that concert. The reason why James wanted to cancel because the mayor at the time wanted to televise it live, and James said that that was a part of his deal. So James said, no, I'm not going on because they didn't tell me it was going to be a live concert. So then James was going to do it. So finally, James and uh, 
the mayor back then and there, they worked it out is where they had a conversation game to doing it live. Now, he agreed to do the show, but he didn't say nothing about live TV, and this is what he had, he had a problem with. So so it took about 30 or 45 minutes for him for uh for the mayor had had, had came down there and they, they met in the dressing room and they hashed it out and then James did a live performance on, on television in Boston. That I know for a fact. So, uh, but it, it, it was a good thing what he done and and I have, I have uh, there's pictures that when once he did this concert, Richard Nixon had summoned him to the White House to congratulate him, thank him for what he done. What he done for America? He kept America calm because James had a a, a big influence on Black America, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, it was it was said there one time that that that, that James James was by him being a civil rights activist and, and his music, he had a lot of power and a lot of Black people, a lot of Blacks in America. Excuse me, they they respected him. So this was why there were no riots across America because James had entertained Blacks to stay home. He urged them and they stayed home, you know. So this is what. He done for America, you know. So now it's time for America to do for him by standing up and shouting out a federal justice. I for would James. say I would say he basically he gave uh, blacks uh, something to be proud of and and an influence with everybody else around him was basically uh uh you can say it was selling out. You know, everybody really didn't nobody help. You know, we didn't have no we didn't have any idols. No, to, to pattern yourself after, you know. Um, no, no. You, you had some of these white groups, and basically, he was the first of the really black guy. Really, uh, uh, he was one of the first black guys I really seen come on an all white movie, man. You know, I was looking at the right. other day we had this thing called a ski party. You know, oh, you know, okay. I said, God, <laughs> and, you know, and then he. He had this thing about, man, you know, uh, uh, you had to call him Mr. Brown. Everybody, what's up, Mr. Brown? What's up, right, Mr. Brown? Right. Yeah, yeah, but right. he was saying respect. You're going to right, respect right. me, you know, because my name, you right. know. Uh, and, you know, and, uh, it's a lot of things going on today, man. You know, I was looking at uh, how some of, you know, our youth today, basically, when you walk up to them, they want to call him, what's up, old school? Well, that like, right. well, why you can't call me Mister? You know, Mister Daniel. You know, uh, I'm Mister Jones. We right, want respect. Right, right. You got to have respect. Right. You know, right. respect your elders. Right. So everybody and that's basically what's ending nowadays in our society. You know, people go, oh, they just don't, and they don't respect the past. In order for you to have a future, you got to have a past. Right. Right. So, uh, yeah. so everybody that's that was around. My brother James the Serpent, they they always call him Mr. Brown. Everybody called him. Mr. Brown. Even this man Charles mm-hmm. Bobbitt, been a few years, you know. And Charles Bobbitt to me was like a family member. I'm sorry that he passed a year ago, but he, he told me many things about my brother James. Many, many things that nobody would know. I mean, I wouldn't tell I mean what the the stuff I can say now it's not enough time to say that, but I learned a lot of things about my brother James that the America didn't know. But there's one thing about my brother James, though, he always wanted to uh, he always wanted to launch people's careers. He always wanted to give an unknown artist a chance. So this is why he made he made the career of uh, Lynn Collins. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember Lynn Collins, Mama Feel Good. Lynn Collins, Mama Feel Good. Right. Uh, Mama Whitney. Mama, Mama Whitney. Whitney. Uh-huh. Right. Mama Whitney. He 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 made dope. He made a career out of her and. 
He also he also he also created the JBs. The JBs had a lot of solo songs. Yeah. With Frederick and the JBs, so he had a lot of. And lot I of, remember. I remember. I knew. I kept hearing that little booty sound. You know, I and I kept hearing right. that little thumping bass. And right. it was a long time before I really, I looked and I looked at George Clinton. You know, me and Brother Lewis, we grew up listening to George Clinton. <laughs> James right. Brown and George Clinton. John, then I know when James kind of got incarcerated, all of them just, they kind of uh, migrated to Brother Clinton because basically he was kind of like an innovator himself. But then right, the same right, time, right. They didn't have anybody they work for, you know what I'm saying? You know, the the, 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 the inventor was in, you know, couldn't be around him. So they got Man. with him, and he and he basically, he did a lot of James stuff. I'm Man. not saying anything, but he, he, he kind of took it up. He took up the torch and kept up with it. And, uh, yeah, you know, Maceo and the rest of them and Fred and all of them, man, they both, they got with him. They made a little money, you know. Pee-wee yeah. Ellis and all of them, you know. And, um, uh, it's, uh, you know, music is just like that, man. You know, uh, I grew up listening to some of these, uh, jazz licks and, you know, and, and, uh, and I could hear them. And it was just something in the music that I could tell. I said, man, it's something... Uh, somebody somewhere knows something about jazz he was involved in because and basically what I uh, I'm telling you how I really got in touch with you is well I had this book that was called Searching for Mr. James Brown but James Brown yeah. was he saying to authorize himself you know they go writing a book but they don't ask for authorization from from the main source. So right, right, he was saying right, something yeah. about uh, uh, what the column was using a lot of these jazz chords from some of these jazz songs, and basically you could feel them and hear them, but, you know, like he had a, a, a meeting, he said, if it feels good, play it. And basically, you know, <laughs> you know uh, a lot of people don't have, you know, the thing about jazz, what I'm trying to say, jazz basically wasn't accepted by black people because it was kind of it was kind of strange and then you have to practice a lot in order to achieve you know a lot of these guys like uh and he was one of the first ones i know use these cold train licks you know you know about cold train don't you right 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 yes i do he was trying to play a lot of notes at the same time they call it the sheets of sound and right. what he did, he was doing, and this guy was playing this, and when I was about in the 11th grade, I heard that tune, and he said, man, my band director said, man, that's Coltrane he's playing. I said, what? Who's that? Did Johnny Brown been listening to Coltrane? Yeah. And, yeah. man, about six months ago, I was listening to the I heard him call Coltrane's name in that song. And, that's, and I right. wasn't listening. You know, I wasn't right. listening in the day, but now I listen, I see yeah, but he was a he was an innovator. Right, he, he was, was ahead, ahead of his time. He was ahead of his time. He was really ahead of his time. He also so, wrote. Yeah. Uh, if we go on now, we we're saying that uh, you know, uh, I was looking at a lot of these movies he was involved in. You know, he was in a lot of movies. Uh, uh Brother Jones. Right. You know, he was a lot. Of, he did a lot of movies, and he, he also wrote a, a soundtrack to Fred Williamson's movie Black Caesar. Yeah, Black Caesar. That Black Caesar movie back in the seventies, Black Caesar. Yeah, 
He wrote mm-hmm. the soundtrack on that he soundtrack. Was was he did he did that within a day? He did, uh, day. he he, uh, he did that in one day. Mr. Bobby told me your brother uh, Mr. Jones had went in the studio one day, and when uh, when the, when it was approached him to do the soundtrack, he stayed. He kept everybody in, in the studio until it was done. They did it in one day. Oh, a whole soundtrack. And uh, mm. but the but the but the real hit on there was uh on the good foot. Oh, on the good good for, uh, well, on that soundtrack, and and, and another hit on there is called uh, "Pay the Cost to Be the Boss." Black Caesar. Pay the cost, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was the thing, and, and, yeah. and yeah. a couple of more songs, and and that, that those some of those songs went on with was, 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 it, it made Billboard top ten. Mm-hmm. So he did a lot of things in movies. Blue, the Blues Brothers, we all know the Blues Brothers. He did and. Living in America with Rock and some of the alone. Yeah. yeah too, Living in America. Yeah. So he's he's been in movies and and uh he he was really trying to really try to break into that acting thing, but they were trying to break him in slowly, you know. Yeah, yeah. Basically yeah. When, he, when he did movies they instead of they they'll give him maybe a couple of lines and that's it, but mainly if if he was in a movie he's actually performing, you know. So uh, I mean, he, he wanted—he was slowly wanted to break into the, to the movie business, but uh, he just got a little small roles, like maybe three, four, five words, and the rest is all singing and dancing. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, anyway, so he was a—he was an innovator and motivator, and you know, and uh, he left a, a, a hell of a legacy behind, and he left—he influenced many people around the world. Don't you know, in in, in those in, in in Japan and those clubs. You got uh, 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 Japanese people. They actually uh, imitating James. They imitating. Yeah, they they sing themselves. Yeah, Japan. They got people on the stage. Yeah. They, they 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 do it in Japan. And that's well, you know, and, and, uh, that was another thing, Mister Jones. I was looking at this movie. Uh, I think Jackie Chan, Jackie Khan was in. <laughs> yeah, you know, Jackie Khan. You seen that one? No, I don't remember seeing that. Jack and I don't think that was the, the, the suit or something, the suit, you know. And they oh, went in there. Uh, you, you mean the, the uh, tuxedo? The tuxedo, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I see. Okay. I'm trying to say yeah, that. Uh, they went in there and the talk to Jack. The suit, you know, uh, that. The, that kind of the suit. Right. That the tuxedo, yeah. The tuxedo, yeah. 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 And he went and talked to James, and he was in the dressing room. In some kind of way, he got to look at me. He put one of them karate chops on him and knocked him out. He said, oh, you killed James Brown. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was talking about that. Movie, he started singing with him. You know, so basically, you look at him, man, he was, you know, like you said, the world appealed him. He was all over the world. Everybody accepted him and loved him. You know, uh, right, see, after everything was said and done, Every year, I want to see that we do a tribute to James Brown. Have different old school bands come out to pay tribute to him. You know, that's that'll be a thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, so a tribute to James Brown. It, I won't do it on Christmas, but we'll do it on his birthday, May third. Every year, mm-hmm. I have a tribute. A lot, a lot of a lot of old bands come out. They all get together, you know, and and pay tribute to him. You know, James. Always, you know, to keep them alive and pay tribute to them. That I would love that to happen, and and which I'm going to make it happen down the road. Uh, and uh, 
maybe we can get VH1 to pick it up, you know? Okay, now when you're talking about the education of the kids, now what is the name of, uh, what was your name or what is the name of this uh, this uh, academic uh, uh, association that you want to form or already have? Right, it, it, it's uh, it's called the James Brown College Education Trust Fund, Trust Fund Money for Underprivileged Children. Mm-hmm. So what you called? said, you want to try to uh, help needy kids. No, no, no. I want to not only help needy kids. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I want to carry out his last wishes. See, those were his last rights for education. For education, and 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 there was a failure for uh for the, uh, on my brother James, and I'm gonna make sure that his legacy. The motive, the object of the thing is to keep his legacy alive, to ensure that what he wanted, and this is what we're all about. You know, it's about fighting for his legacy, fighting for his justice. What was done there, which is, you know, I'm gonna win this one. I'm I'm, I'm right around the corner from it. Put it that way, but. Mm-hmm. This is what he wanted. College education for underprivileged children. It's not just for black children, for underprivileged children. You can be Spanish, you know, you can be any nationality, but, but you know, under underprivileged meaning that you come from a poor family and and a family can't afford to send your child to college. This is what James wanted to do. He wanted to give back. Because remember, my brother James didn't have an education. Yeah. And he, he didn't have an education, yeah. He was kind of, like you said, he was a self-made man. He used to shine shoes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, pick yourself up by, I used to call it, pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Right. Well, yeah, I used to say, that. He just forced himself in order. He did, you know, did all sorts of jobs. He could right. do, he was a boxer. Yeah, right. well, I to too. So, right. you know, I, I look at it like uh, if you put in a situation that you can help people, do it, and so I'm, I'm very proud of you, Mr. Jones, and all your for your your dreams and aspirations that you want to do. So uh, you know we kind of wind it down a little bit for you know talking, and basically we want to try to get all the information in, and we we like for all the listening audience who have a vehicle that they could come back to you and ask for further information, or either if you want somebody to try to you know somebody that you want to help. Or they want you to help, they can get in touch with you. So if you got right. any information you want, uh, uh, any email addresses or uh, anything you want to uh, say right now, you can say it. Right, okay. Uh, 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 I am taking, you know, always keep names for, for James's college education. And if you have, meet the criteria for James's college education, uh, you can email me at Kevin Jones six nine two zero zero four at hotmail dot com. It's Kevin Jones six nine two zero zero four at hotmail dot com. I'm taking names for for his college education to show proof of cause to the government that we have children out here that want to go to school and get education for college college education, but uh, uh, this is why my brother James uh, cannot continue on being deprived by South Carolina's justice system. So that's my email address, and uh, I can say that there's a there's a whole lot of work to be done for my brother James. You know, uh, well, let me say, 
I, I James would say, I'm getting ready to take us to the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> take us to the bridge. You know, I'm going to take us to the bridge, yeah. you know? And, and yeah. so, like I say, like I say, when I take it to the bridge, I, I, I'm going to keep on the good foot. Mm-hmm. Definitely going to be on, on this one. That's like I say, black because you know why? Because we are living in America. Oh, man. Thank you, Mr. Jones. What a great interview that we have with Mr. Jones, uh, Kevin Jones, uh, James Brown, brother, brother Richard. Daniel, thank you. You gentlemen done a great job. I was truly fascinated and informed about the legacy of our uh, uh, American icon, Mr. James Brown. You know, I was thinking about the songs that he had rendered some time ago. Keep it on the good foot, you know. I, you know, it's a man's world, but he said, hey, we ain't nothing without a girl. We all have to work together to uh, uh, to take care of business. Mr. John, we pray things go well with you and what you are uh, doing to restore the legacy of James Brown in North Carolina and for the uh, – uh, education fund that Jane Brown has started. It's good to have that to keep that vision going, and it's a benefit right. to our, all men, women, girls, regardless of their race and nationality. Jane Brown was about bringing people together. As you were saying in right. Japan, I was thinking about karaoke. You know, they say even it's over there, Japan people they 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 not very uh uh uh, uh they don't know the English uh, uh, language very yeah. broadly, but yet they tried to sing some Jane Brown songs. That oh, that man, he made a difference, didn't he? He made a difference in the yeah. lives of, uh, of, of the world yeah. and the people. Uh, uh, Mr. Jones, before we get yes. you out of here, we would just like to just say uh, give you all the kudos that you deserve regarding what you're doing, and we pray that you continue to stay on this path that God has set for you concerning your brother and his legacy. And thank you very much for sharing your time with me and my <laughs> listening audience. You know, Saturday morning when this show is broadcast, it's very special. That's the time that you can just kick back and relax on on the uh, right. on the week events. But yet, you're willing to spend your time with us, and we thank you. We right. thank you. We thank you. Yeah, anytime, man. Anytime, you know. Anytime, uh, anytime. Uh, like I say, uh, it was a pleasure doing this, and uh, I'm glad that America gets a chance to hear the other side. Yes, and that's yeah. Uh, so we can have a follow up with you pretty soon, Mr. Jones. You know, right. hopefully everything works out with you. Everything's going to work out. You know, it, you know, it, it took him to this way. I've been, I've been in, in the battle for James for, for a pretty good while now, but but it, you know, but but the fight is is get, the fight is just about over with. And I had to say, I, I, I'm standing almost in the in the winner's circle. You know, I just gotta, like you say, I gotta take it to the bridge. You know, which I'm gonna do. There you go. So, uh, there you go. You know, so, so, like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm glad, you know, that you had me come on, come on the show, and I hope everybody listening out there in America that, that, that remember, just keep praying and, and shout out federal justice for Jets. There, there you go. go. That's the closing <laughs> word. Thank you very much. We're looking forward to speaking with you at a later date. Remember, you can go by and listen to the show its entirety on Blog Talk Radio forward slash free on the inside ministry. God bless you. We'll be talking to you soon. All right, man. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Mr. Jones. Great interview that we had that with Mr. Jones as as, uh, James Brown's brother was giving us some information about the late, great James Brown and his impact and his his desire to set the record straight concerning James Brown. You know, uh, our uh, host and, and, and interviewer was Brother
up with Richard Daniel. And so he hosted that interview, so he done a great job on that. And the lines are still open, 310-982-4126. And Brother Daniel. Oh man, what what a great yeah. job you done, man! Thank you, thank you, man. I I really enjoyed the interview. I enjoyed the information that was shared with our listening audience, and that just thank James Brown, brother. Hey, man, he had a lot of information. We gonna bring him back from time to time just to give us an update on what's going on with what he's attempted to yeah, do. You with know, his I brother. put a lot of work in what I do, um, Lewis. You know, and yeah, this was kind of like a you know a. a Good project for me because, like I said, uh, James Brown was a big influence on my playing music. You know, and, uh, back in the days, we didn't have a lot of horn instruments. You know what I'm saying? Horn parts. And James Brown had a horn section. You know, on the horn section we had back in the days, something like that. They grew called Chicago and uh, the Ohio players and all that. But James Brown, you know, was funky. <laughs> you know, it was funky, yeah. man. It's funky, you know. We, you know, when we growing up, we used to listen to him. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I think yeah, you I tried to cut us up a little bit too, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we all, you know, Jay Brown. I always had a message in his music. It was, it was enjoyable, but it also was informative, man. And that's the beauty of it. You know, it wasn't no just yeah. a lot of noise. He had a message to it, and it, and any of his lyrics, man. It was telling a little story about life and how to deal with things about and how life. to be more de- how to not be defeated by life, you know. I think so mm-hmm. much when he was talking about junkie, you know, we realized that hey, drug addiction wasn't for us, you know. Because he yeah, had one of the main songs he had out. We didn't say nothing about that did he? he had a song called King yeah, Heron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are types of songs that we have to kinda of, you know, uh, right now the music industry then went uh, ballistic where they just saying a lot of words with no meaning and no, you know, and no and basis, no you know, yeah. uh, and they try okay. to define how life is, but life doesn't like that. Life doesn't degrade in women. It was about degrading yourself. It was about taking matters into your own hand. It's more to life than that. And that's something that we have to get yeah. back to. That's why some of the artists like Jane Brown and, and other artists, uh, patriarchs in the music industry, uh, they have to be, uh, uh, brought back to our remembrance from time to time. You know, even the great B.B. Uh, King, he had a message in his music, you know. Uh, and so, you know, all well, the I'm going to tell you, you know, uh, Reverend Lewis, James Brown started with the church. He started with God. All this stuff was about God, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. You know. Uh-huh. Yeah, they did. A lot of them did. It's about God. He, 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 you know, he, he, basically, he based his life on God, spiritual. Spiritual yeah. 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 A lot of them grew up there in the church, Ricky. And that's how we're basing. You know what? Eventually we get back to it. We get out and do, you know, the scripture said, raise a child up the way that he should go and he should not depart. And sometimes we go out and we do our thing and then we come back, you know. That's that prodigal son mentality. I want to go see what it's mm-hmm. like on the other side of, of the world or the other, across the street or the, around the corner. We go out and we find out it isn't all that we thought it should be or cracked up to be. So we want to come home and not only come you know, home. You're going to come back home. Yeah, you're going to come back home. But we get ready to get out of here, man. Oh, man, it's been a great interview. It's been a fast interview. Uh, you know, this time we go by. But next week, brother, next week we have a, our event coming up, man. Our conference, man, our conference. Mm. It's this year. 
our conference. We're having women's that's coming along in our conference this year. The, uh, my wife's uh, sister, LaShondra Lewis, Lady Lewis, is going to be program. She's going to have yeah, part we're having a conference. Huh? Going to have part. And yeah, we have our conference, and uh, you are official photographer, and we invite yeah, you and yeah, your wife to photographer too, huh? <laughs> bring, bring as many yeah. of your friends and family members you can along. Well, what, time, what, time, what, time this, what time now? State the time, brother Louis. State the it's time for everybody to know. It's going to be at 9 o'clock at First Free Will Baptist Church. That's at 1415 West Wheatland Road, Dallas, Texas. Zip code is seven five two one one seven. Man, who are some of the zip code? Well, now what's the format we got in this year? I know okay, when we first started, we started doing this. We had guest speakers, but now we have like little workshops, right? Yeah, yeah, we have two little. We call it mini seminar. We we had uh, we, last year. We had four seminar. One was dealing with the uh, with health issues. One was dealing with financial aid, one was dealing with investment, and one was dealing with marriage. But this year we're having two seminars and two speakers. The seminars are going to be, the women are going to have a workshop dealing with uh, uh, domestic violence, uh, relationship, and self-worth. And the men are going to have a workshop dealing dealing with domestic violence. That's something that men don't hardly talk about. The women talk about it, mm-hmm. and the women experience it firsthand. But guess what? In order for domestic violence, a man has to be involved in it too. How do we navigate through something? How do we de-escalate that situation as a man? When a woman makes me mad and I'm bigger than her and I'm stronger than her, and yeah, I could just crush things around me. How do I not continue to crush things? How do I work through those conflicts? Do that make me mm-hmm. a man if I just... We walk out the house. I just listen to her vent when I could just hit her mm. in a hit her and she'd be quiet. But yet, how can I de escalate a domestic violence situation that I'm in? And that's something we need to talk about, brother Banks. Yeah. Because let's let's yeah, make it's going on a lot, man, in our society today. I'm looking at these um. Man, I'm looking at some of these football players nowadays, man. I see a lot of them, man. They uh. They're doing a lot of things, and they basically the football teams won't have to have nothing to do with it because we got a lot of groups that support some of these events and stuff, and they mostly want to try to protest, you know. And and these owners and these uh, they don't want any part of that stuff, and you know, attached to that. So what they do, they get these players, and they doing wrong like that, they throw them off the team. These guys are multi-millionaires almost, but. Yeah, one mistake, but they have, they have anger them out from they have, they have anger, anger issues. Yeah, and that's something, yeah, that's that's something we're going to deal with this year in this year's setting. And I think it'd be appropriate with all the things going on because we always hear about the women getting the, getting the abuse side, but what about the men? What can we do on our side to kind of de-escalate that? You know, because it can happen yeah. to anybody. It can happen to your family. It can happen to my family, and all our family. It doesn't. You get two people together, it's going. You could have a problem. And it could be, a, it could mm-hmm. turn out to be a violent. It could turn out to be, you know, a volatile. So you have to know how to de-escalate that. And women need to know how to do it. And men need to know how to do it. And so I, I thank God for having that vision uh, this year for the women to try to do it. And for our, uh, now we have Brother Prater. He's he's uh, uh, no stranger to our format. He did a uh, a series last uh, two years ago called A Few Good Men. And then this year mm-hmm. he's gonna do one on domestic violence. 
for uh, con- uh, yeah. concerning the men. And then we're going to have a, mm-hmm. a couple of testimonies from uh, from um, a male and a female called My Story. Because the name of our program is called Saved by Grace. And I've seen mm-hmm. this 1 Peter 2.16 said, uh, let us live as people that are free in Christ Jesus, not using our freedom as an opportunity to do evil, but as a servant of Christ. And use that freedom. That's kind of could do better. Don't mean that I should take advantage of it, Brother Daniel. I don't smoke and drink yeah. anymore, but I'm not going to take advantage of other people that don't smoke and drink because I got a better education. Yeah. I'm not going to take advantage of a person that doesn't that, that, that have very limited education. I'm not going to use that freedom that Christ gave me. As as, uh, as taking advantage of my brother and my sister, and that's something that we need to go over from time to time. Because let's face it, when we've been saved and sanctified, sometimes people around us want to beat us up. Well, you smoking now? Well, you gonna go to hell? Well, I was smoking before you got saved. Yeah. <laughs> Pray for me, help me work through this. You know, you should watch these programs. You know, that's the devil. Well, baby, I understand that, but help me work through these things. You know what I'm saying? Not using yeah. the opposite. Salvation as an opportunity to beat somebody up. You know, Brother Daniel, I You know, I think that's one of the main things in scriptures was getting basically everybody mostly uh, uptight about. You know, I was talking to some people last week where they were saying they were atheists and they didn't believe in that uh, there was a um, God existed because. Why would God allow so much wrong to happen in the world? Why do some people try to set the norm for doing things and they turn around and do the same things? And then you got some people that want to judge people and turn them down, you know? And, and, and whether you know it or not, people are looking at you and judging you by your actions, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, 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 and basically, I'm saying, your actions, you know? How you deal with people? How you deal with your surroundings? Yeah, they do. And so that's what yeah. I was. That's what I was seminar. When we come together, we seminars are for information, education, and information. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to hear the information, yeah. I'm going to receive it, then I'm going to go out and apply. And then next year I'm going to come back and build back up again. And you've been with us from the, almost the duration of the ministry from these events. And so, is yeah. it valuable? Is it worth your time, Brother Daniel? Because you've been with us. And, and you know, you've got a lot of stuff going on, man. You got family, you got job, you got a career. You know, is it worth coming mm-hmm. out on Saturday morning for a couple of hours to sit in on something like this? Are you been benefiting? Well, what I just like to give, uh, Rem Lewis, I've been a giver ever since I've been, you know, a teenager, I always gave to something and tried to adopt to other people and helping folks because I knew when I was young, somebody had to help me. You know, some person, or my older person, talked to me and tried to tell me, young blood, you need to do this, you need to do that. Uh, uh, when I had a skill and I was learning how to play music, I had older people who wanted to try to, they knew, they could see, they could see greatness in me. I put it like that. You know, and I had a couple of teachers used to tell me, man, it's just something about you, um, uh, Mr. Daniel, you know, uh, uh, it's just, <laughs> and I never thought about it at the time. You say, what you talking about? You know, and, and people can, you know, God, they call it discernment. You got to have discernment. Sometimes God gives people discernment to see uh, things that you can feel at this time. You know, they know it. You know, they know him because he t- he speaks to them and say, well, that guy's going to be somebody one day. Somebody saw greatness in you, Reverend Lewis. 
Even though it's some of your faults, you know, a long time ago, you couldn't really say, man, well, what direction I'm going in, you know? You know, but God had a had a purpose for you. He got a purpose for me. Hey, man. Hey, man. Yeah. Hey, brother Dan, we got to get on out of here, brother Dan. We got to get on out of here, man. Again, we had a great interview there with Mr. Kevin Jones, uh, the late, great uh, dynamite Mr. James Brown. Brother, he gave us some insight on James Brown, some the legacy that he wanted to continue with that James Brown started. We asked you to reach out to him yeah. to find out more information on our uh, on our free uh, uh, on the inside page. And so we asked you to follow up on that. You go back and listen to this interview again and glean some more We want to thank you, Brother Daniel, for doing what you do uh, and keep up the good work, okay? And enjoy All right, the I will do. Thank you very much. We're going to make it funky in Jesus' name. Question, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Dear Lord, we thank you for what we experienced today. We thank you for uh, for a line of uh, James Brown brothers to come on to be a part of the show. Dear Lord, we thank you, dear Lord, for uh, his insight on the great legend of James Brown, how you continue to want to make set things right in, uh, in that family, dear Lord, in that community, dear Lord, and how the Education Foundation is still being established at James Brown Dunn, dear Lord, and he wants to revamp it and make it even better for our men, women, boys, and girls. Dear Lord, I ask you to uh, open up some doors for him, dear Lord, give him what he needs as a resource and bring him around, uh, bring people in his midst, dear Lord, that have a heart and a compassion to follow the dream that have been set forth, dear Lord. Precious Lord, we thank you for what we experienced today. Thank you for Brother Daniel, dear Lord, how he so worked so diligently in the ministry, dear Lord, to make things right unto God. Precious Lord, as we get ready to part, we ask you to thank you for uh, this year's opportunity to share with a dying world the love of Christ Jesus, dear Lord, and everything that we do, we do it unto the Lord. Yes, Precious Lord, as we go out, dear Lord, next week we have our conference coming up. We pray, dear Lord, that you continue to pour into that. Uh, unto that ministry, you anoint the facilitator that the speakers and so allow them, dear Lord, to uh, be a blessing to the men and women that they're doing, dear Lord. We pray for the caterer, dear Lord. We pray for the facilitators in the name of Jesus, precious Lord. We ask you to keep everyone in perfect peace until we meet again in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, Brother Richard Daniel. And Minister Joy Lewis, we'll talk to you at the program. And be free on, on the inside. Free on the free inside. God bless you. Enjoy the bounce of your day. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.